Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Opinion Show. And today we are starting out a new series called The Greatest Performances in Pro Wrestling History. And I'm joined once again by pro wrestling expert Juan Silva. What's up, man? Hey, good uh, good afternoon, Logan. Good, good afternoon, pro wrestling fans. And yes, we start a new series. And we basically deal with old school, but we're going to deal with a new school cat because this is the best American guy out there on the planet. We talk about AJ Styles, the three greatest performances of his career, a very illustrious career. And, you know, I, don't, I haven't followed the product since 2002. I only watched New Japan. And when I looked into his background, God damn, this guy's had a spectacular career in ROH, TNA, and in New Japan where you have the greatest workers on the planet. He is right now there with Okada and Tanahashi. He is phenomenal. The phenomenal AJ Styles, the very first mention on this program, greatest performances in wrestling history. Yeah, and you would think that we'd be going way back, but here we have a guy who just had a match. I mean, we're going to be talking about a match that took place this month on the 5th. Uh, And so he's still going strong. Pro wrestling is still alive. And this man and, and many others in the New Japan circuit, um, that's where pro wrestling went after it died in uh, 2001, I would say. What do you think? I think pro wrestling went to MMA. Uh, New Japan <laughs> has the last three, four years, and New Japan is red hot. And um, we'll be talking about all those guys in this series, Tanahashi, Okada. We start out with AJ Styles. His three... The three great performances of, of his illustrious career, all occurring within the last year. August 1st, 2014, from the last year's New Japan G1 Climax Tournament against Minoru Suzuki, which was voted, Logan, last year's Wrestling Observer Match of the Year. Then we go to this past spring, a classic match as he defends the IWGP World Championship against Kotu Ibushi. Yes, who is, oh, my God, one of the best young workers on the planet. Great, great match. And I don't know if this guy's going to live another five years with the, with the risk he takes, but Ibushi's phenomenal. And then we go two weeks ago today, New Japan Dominion show. He defends his world title against one of the three greatest workers on the planet. Right now, the three best workers on the planet are Tanahashi Styles and Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, so that's... Uh... That's the last one we're going to talk about. But, you know, we have to say that you haven't seen all his matches from no, ROH and no. TNA. When I, when, I, when I did a brief read-up on him, because I've only been following him the last uh, year and a half since he, uh, since he came into uh, New Japan Wrestling, I see that in ROH he had great matches with a whole bunch of guys, including Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan Danielson, who's known as Daniel Bryan now. I didn't know the amount of uh, success he had at TNA and the great matches he had with Samoa Joe and – and, and Kurt Angle and the whole, I mean, this guy's had a spectacular career. 
How he got thrown off the Wrestling Observer ballot on his first attempt befuddles me because the man is he's as good as you can get. Well, he'll probably I I would suspect that he'll get on. Oh, Dave, Dave says he's going to put him back on a ballot, and I think next time he gets on a ballot, he's going to get close to being inducted. I think eventually he will be inducted if he keeps his New Japan run. What he needs to do, and he's smart. He's never going back to TNA, and he told WWF, fuck you, WWE, fuck you, because they wanted to put him in NXT. No. ML, he's the best worker in front of the best American worker on the planet. Why would you put this guy in NXT? Get the hell out of here. Yeah, exactly. Now, they put Samoa Joe in NXT. I mean, well, just... you know, when you need a job, you do what you got to do. <laughs> hell, yeah. AJ Styles uh, had offers from other companies, so he had to do that. Nobody was knocking on Samoa Joe's, do- Samoa Joe's door. Oh, actually, I- I'm sure they would want him in Japan, but uh, we'll see. He would imagine a few with him and Suzuki. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so let's get into these matches because they're great and they're very long. Uh, I mean, they're for as oh, far as American. I wanted to mention that Logan. He's a throw. AJ Styles is a throwback. To me, he's like a hybrid of a Shawn Michaels. He reminds me of like a combination of a Shawn Michaels and somebody else that that I was thinking about. Oh, the way he, he, he works. He's a smart worker, and he can work long matches. And you don't see any fucking rest holes where he got a guy in the headlock for 10 minutes. He's nonstop action. And the ring psychology, no one fucks with him today on the planet when it comes to ring psychology. The man is a student of the game, and I love watching students of the game wrestle and it's a damn shame that WWE dropped the ball on this guy. And oh, real quickly, Jim Ross's new podcast, he interviews AJ Styles, and he talks about how he made the mistake of not signing AJ Styles back when he was in charge of talent development. Oh, I think that's true, man. I mean, I think they, everybody missed the boat on this guy, including TNA, who didn't know how to capitalize on him. Uh, when you got Vince Russo booking and you got comedy shit, it, yeah. no one's going to survive that shit, all right? But... The WWE missed the boat, and Jim Ross told AJ Styles this. And um, I, I didn't notice until listening to AJ Styles' podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a great forerunner to this show. Before you listen to this show, listen to Jim Ross's podcast with AJ Styles because it gives his background, his history. And I did not know, Logan, that he was one of WCW's last signings before they were bought out by Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, he was uh, right on the tail end there, and... Uh... And now, once again, they blew, the, they blew it. They, they they let him go. They cut him. They had him on the contract. They cut him. <laughs> Probably because he was too, that quote, unquote, too small. But, he was too small at this time. Right now, he, to me, he's the perfect, he has the perfect physique for a worker with his type of ability. Anyway, let's get to the first match. Suzuki from last year's uh, um, G1 Climax, the annual tournament held every August, where the winner gets a shot at the world, at the IWGP champion. Styles came into this tournament as the champion. Yes, he did. And uh, they, they have a great stare down at the beginning of this match, uh, very long. And uh, it's it's two heels facing each other in this. Uh, both of them are considered heels in Japan. Uh, and AJ both have their Styles, own factions. AJ Styles is, a, is, is the lead member of a, a group that's, that's very NWO-like, the Bullet Club. Yeah, started by Jeff Jarrett. And uh, he's kind of been the the, the Ric Flair of that group, uh, the Hulk Hogan. The uh, Ric Flair of that group. You're right. And he and he kind of like the Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Uh, he's playing the, you know, he had, he never played a heel really um, until he 
kind of went heel in TNA, and then he went to Japan as a heel, and he's been doing a great job uh, being that cocky American heel. The beard helps him. The yeah, beard. and the, the hood and the hair in the face. I'm looking at some old pictures, and he was a clean-cut baby face. The right. beard really helps him. So, oh, now I know. Now I know what he's compared to. Oh, my God. He's going to be the, he's gonna, the guy we're going to talk about next time. Styles reminds me of a combination of Ted DiBiase and Shawn Michaels. There you go. And he's got the hair in the face, and, uh, you know, it's, it's like that uh, rebel guy. And uh, he's uh, – they get some great action at the beginning already, just off-the-ropes action. Um, AJ managed to hit a great drop kick to the face. We'll see a lot of that in these matches, <laughs> like that, yeah. that move. Oh, um, and you, you'll see the same – you know, everybody complains about guys with the same moves. Styles has the same moves, but it's how he puts it in. I mean, some of his signature moves, everybody knows about the Styles class. But that, that, that uh, staff suplex into the turnbuckle, no one's ever done that before. Yeah, that, that is new, isn't it? Um, yeah, did anybody do that? And he well, does it with such precision. <laughs> you know what it's sort of like? It's like the Tully Blanchard slingshot suplex that he did. Uh, kind of like that. But, um, but yeah, he just slams him right into the uh, turnbuckle. So uh, he gets, uh, they get onto the floor, and we see AJ already goes up onto the uh, guardrail and gives a forearm from there, one of his flying forearms, where he gets, he always gets great um, elevation. They're back in the ring, and Suzuki is uh, no-selling his kicks. Um, he's, um, you get a knee to the head um, by AJ, um, like while uh, Suzuki is lying on the mat, um, and then... Um, he he goes for that extended Ric Flair suplex. AJ does. Yeah. Um, and then a, and then he gets a the he gets it. He gets the backbreaker, and then Suzuki catches him in an armbar on the ropes. Uh, but they have to break it. But it was a great uh, quick um, armbar that he gets right you know right over the top rope. He Logan is so realistic in his in his wrestling holds because he's a former MMA fighter. That when you're watching this, you suspend belief. You suspend your your belief. You're like, wow, is this real? Is this real? Because he comes across as legitimately trying to break his leg and arm. Yeah, and there's so many little moves in between the highlights that I'm talking about here. I mean, I can't really narrate the whole damn match, but these are just the major parts of it. But, like, uh, there's so much going on in between here. Little reversals and and, and jockeying for position and good, you know, missing stuff and then trying to go for it again. So Suzuki... Finally, um, hits a kick to the chest um, as AJ's on the uh, f- on the floor, um, and then he's uh, he throws AJ into the guardrail. He works on AJ's arm. Um, he put doesn't he? He put AJ's arm in an arm lock inside of a chair. In the, in yes. The- yeah, he puts it into a chair. He fucks his arm all over, you know, outside in different ways, um, and and then he goes and when they're in the ring on the mat, he's going way in onto that uh, arm, just doing like the, kind of what Arn Anderson used to do. Um, AJ hits a suplex on, uh, or, or yeah, it hits a suplex, big forearm in the corner, hits a big forearm. And he, catch, um, he, hit, he goes for it, but then he catches the ref. Uh, the ref gets knocked out. Yeah, and this is where uh, Suzuki's clan and the Bullet Club start, start battling each other. Yeah, then they get into a big thing. In the ring and then outside the ring, uh, it's Anderson, Gallows, and then uh, um, yeah, the other guys' faction just kind of like battling it out. 
ref's still down. Um, there's a great exchange. Um, they both uh, basically simultaneously then slap each other to the mat. Oh, yes, yes. And they <laughs> knock each other out with that. Yes. And then um, Suzuki's um, back with some forearms. He puts um, he puts a bullet to the head. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Then um, AJ gets uh, Suzuki down and puts his, like, finger to uh, Suzuki's head like he's going to shoot him, like the bullet club sign. <laughs> Suzuki grabs after his finger and uh, starts bending it. This is why he's so realistic, Suzuki. He starts working on Styles' fingers. And they make it look like he's trying to break his fingers, like he's actually fucking his finger up. Yeah. So he goes for a. Um, uh, all right, I think um, he gets he gets uh, Suzuki and he does an eye rake on Suzuki to get out of that, and then he goes for a springboard forearm, but then Suzuki catches his arm in submission, um, and and he and he's catching his arm and ripping the finger too. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ gets the ropes. Then there's a vicious sleeper by Suzuki um, and uh, I, AJ I think uh, I don't know how he gets out of it gets out of it and then he goes for the and then whatever is it he oh no that's what happens is uh, uh, Suzuki turns it into a gotch he goes for a gotch pile driver yes yes but then AJ stops it goes for the style slash um, Suzuki uh, reverses it into an ankle lock, and then AJ reverses it into an ankle lock. This is great precision. They're going back and forth on this ankle lock. I mean, just just great, and it's timed perfectly. And uh, these are young guys, um, Logan. Styles is 38, and Suzuki looks like he's 90, and they're going at it. <laughs> yeah. They keep reversing. Now, finally, the, uh, Suzuki gets a uh, another arm bar and, and still pushing on the finger. Um, and then it gets reversed again, turned into a style clash. Um, I don't think he gets the full impact on that styles clash, though. He, he, they, no, no, no. It, he, that's right. He he turns into a style clash, doesn't get the full impact. Then um, uh, Suzuki hits him with the closed fist, and he gets warned by the referee. And as he's getting warned by the referee, AJ hits the Pele kick. Then gets the real style clash. Yes, and, and wins. that's the end of the the the, the, the Pele soccer kick. One thing I want to mention as AJ gets the pin and wins the match, that was the only pin attempt in the whole match. It's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> See, you don't need all these false finishes and kick outs. Actually, and- there were some pin attempts at the beginning of the match, right, right at the beginning. Uh, some some great, just a part of the action that was going on at the beginning. Awesome action. Oh, like um, when, oh, like when he did that modified sunset flip into a pin. Yeah, you're right. Yes, yeah. and and uh, there's some just some great stuff in here. I mean, this is a match you got to watch a couple of times to catch everything. Um, at the beginning of the match, AJ is like, "You're not ready." Ha ha ha! He starts laughing at him. But uh, yeah, he tells Ibushi the same thing in the next match. <laughs> you're not ready to be. <laughs> so then we got the um, Kota Ibushi versus AJ Styles. Uh, now uh, this match was going to be on your greatest matches series uh, and then we decided to do what this new show. Cody Rose died and Tommy Rogers died so we, we we replaced their matches with this match and then it got to a point where we had three AJ Styles matches and I was like alright Logan let's change let's end the wrestling greatest matches series let's start the greatest performance series and we got these three matches that we've watched but we haven't talked about yet they're all right. AJ Styles matches 
So he, and they were all going to be on the greatest matches of all time series. So yeah, well, both both shows are really married to each other because with these greatest wrestler performances, they are great matches. Yeah, yeah. So then you got um, AJ uh, going on Kota with Kota Ibushi. Um, here he's saying like, yeah, come on. He taunts him at the beginning of the match. He's like, let's see what you got. He's like, you're not ready. Um, Ibushi gets an early advantage and a uh, Frankensteiner sends AJ out of the ring. Uh, so there's some great um, pin attempts back and forth. AJ goes for the Styles Clash right away. A great drop kick to the face by Ibushi. Uh, some great action here, ending with AJ getting a German suplex on the floor. Oh, that um, was sick. Oh, that was sick. That was the first real high spot of the match, and this is why I don't think Ibushi will be around more than five years, because this guy takes some ridiculous bumps. How the fuck he didn't break his neck on that move? Yeah, well, he, I think he goes for it once, and he just lands on his feet. <laughs> then the second time he gets it, um, it's there, and then he's uh, Ibushi's then thrown throat first over the guardrail by AJ. Um, then there's a great like uh, back bridge submission attempt, you know, where he gets his legs tied up. Um, I don't know what the what you call that finish. Crossface headlock, or crossface. Yeah. Whatever you call that, yeah. So it's all like the reverse crippler crossface. All these moves. AJ kicked by Ibushi onto the, on the apron, uh, and then a nasty kick to his throat. Um, AJ counters a kick by catching the leg and then um, puts an elbow, you know, to, hits it with an elbow and then goes to work on that leg. AJ goes for a slide tackle uh, on the leg, but Abushi jumps up and gets a double foot stomp on AJ's chest. Abushi uh, runs, uh, jumps to the, um, you got um, AJ like on the top rope or something and then he, and then Abushi uh, jumps up and uh, gives him a drop kick to his uh, chest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just like fucking move. Now, are we coming to the point where he does a Frankensteiner off the top rope? Uh, no, not yet, man. There's a lot more to go till we get there. But uh, there's a um, a backflip from the top rope to the floor on AJ. Um, he just jumps up on there and then just like goes off onto the you know into the floor. AJ has to kind of hold his arm out to get hit by it, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. The last time um, we I saw, yeah, that's right. Last time I saw Obushi do that move, he like didn't get it, but he ended up landing on his feet. So like, he's he's awesome at this. So AJ blocks a suplex, ends up uh, suplexing Ishii into the corner pad. Uh, this is another move we saw in the last match where he just slams him into that corner pad. Uh, crazy flip into DDT by AJ, uh, springing off the top rope. That where he kind of like. Brings backward off the top rope and just somehow gets a DDT, a reverse DDT. Oh, He's, that was a sick move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great hand-to-hand action. AJ uh, gets a, a, a Pele kick. Abushi then gets a Pele kick. Um, great flying forearm from the top rope by AJ. Most of these top ropes, he's doing it from the middle of the top rope, not the turnbuckle. Uh, AJ... AJ gets Ibushi for the uh, atomic drop. Um, uh, he goes up for the atomic, throws him up for the atomic drop, but then slams him face first. I don't even know what that was called. I don't know what um, you call that. No. Yeah. <laughs> AJ hits a brain buzzer. He goes for the style splash. Uh, it doesn't work. AJ then gets a submission on 
Ibushi's leg, but Ibushi gets the rope, uh, and then he's he Ibushi's selling his leg at this point. AJ grabs the leg, gets a jumping knee to uh, that's that Ric Flair jumping knee to uh, Ibushi's face, but then um, a clothesline from hell on Ibushi. Um, oh no no no! That's what happens. Is AJ grabs the uh, he gets a, he catches a kick. And then the Bushi throws a big knee into his face, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you get uh, and then he gets the close. He, um, AJ gets the clothesline from hell on Bushi, basically flips him over. And then Bushi goes for the Frankensteiner while AJ is sitting on the top rope. He gets blocked. He's thrown off, but then he mm-hmm. jumps up uh, while AJ is standing on the top rope and gets it. Oh, uh, was that? Man, that was per- that was perfectly executed because he could have really gotten hurt. That 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 move done wrong. You got two guys in the hospital. Yeah, uh, and then there's a uh, a clothesline from hell from Abushi, a power bomb by Abushi. Abushi goes for the moon salt from the top turnbuckle. AJ catches him in the style slash from that like jump, um, and then oh, and, and wins. Uh-oh. Man, these guys work so fucking well together. I mean, that, wow. <laughs> I mean, man, and um, I also read up, Logan, you, 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 you might know more about this than me, that Styles has injured some people with that style clash. He just injured one person, actually, uh, the guy who used uh, to Yoshi be in WWE. Yoshi, Yoshi, whatever you call it, Yoshi Tatsu almost got his neck broken by that move. Yeah, but it was because he didn't do the right shit with his neck. It was his fault. You know, it was like, because you're supposed to not, you can't tuck your neck. Dave said he tucked his neck, and that's how he got hospitalized. He that he just got back. He's been gone almost a year. What's good about the, they've totally protected that move in the sense that nobody ever kicks out of it if it, if it gets hit, you know? Oh, like, so the next match, Okada kicks out of it? He kicked out of the style slash. I think he... Yeah. he he doesn't make it into the stars. He doesn't does, actually get hit with it. Does, does, I just saw this match yesterday. I, I thought I saw where he kicked out the Styles Clash. No, man, he didn't. He 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 never let himself get put in the Styles Clash because, like, I think they they really want to protect that move because, like, I I just watched it now and I just he didn't hit it. All right, okay, maybe I got this match mixed up with another match, but um, you've seen it happen. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Continue. Well, maybe you've seen it happen, but you have to let me know when watch match because let's we're gonna go over this match. We'll see. Well, well this right. match is over now, so let's go straight to the next match. July fifth, two weeks ago today, Okada, one of the one of the biggest stars in the world, the number two man in New Japan behind Tanahashi, going after the world champion Styles. Two weeks ago, the main event of the New Japan Dominion I pay per view. Yep. So these, this is a big, um, big deal here. AJ's, um, you know, coming out cocky. He's got this whole group uh, with him, um, including like I don't know who this. Um, oh, who that chick is? No, that chick is. Uh, she got an ass on her though, doesn't she? Uh, yeah. For <laughs> she's a little sexy bitch. Yeah. Yeah, blonde girl. <laughs> never, never seen her before. But uh, then you got uh, you know Anderson Gallows and a whole bunch of other flunkies there. Yeah. Kenny Omega, uh, well, uh, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, yeah, and and, but, and, and the sexy ass chick. And AJ drops a it, it's a drop kick to uh, 
to Okada's face, knocks him out, and the Bullet Club start beating him up outside. Oh, I love, I love this. I love this, how they just started beating on his ass. <laughs> yeah. So the ref ejects them, and this allows uh, the two to have, you know, a one-on-one match. Um, they trade blows and kicks and forearms, um, and uh, there's a... I think Okada gets... Yeah, Okada gets a DDT, um, uh, and then he flips back up like Shawn Michaels, and then AJ... Uh, Backs off and or gets a backflip off the second turnbuckle and do a reverse DDT. We saw that in the last match. Um, AJ he goes up to the rope, top rope again, gets racked on the rope because Okada like knocks him off, and then he's drop kicked to the floor uh, by a drop kick to his chest while he's sitting racked on the top rope, which is a great elevation there. Flying forearm on Okada into a into the fans from. Um, from from the guardrail, like yeah, that's right. They, they're outside. Okada's like in the fans, like he's sitting in one of the chairs where the fans are. And then uh, you have AJ go up on the guardrail and go do a flying forearm onto him. Right, in, I mean he almost hit some people. Mm-hmm. And AJ then uh, they're back in the ring. AJ comes off the top rope. Okada catches him with a drop kick to to like that was a crazy move. So he's coming off like not not the you know whenever AJ usually comes off the top rope it's not the turnbuckle it's the middle of the top rope comes off so in this one instance this great timing between these two workers here AJ comes he grab you know he jumps up on the top rope springs off and then all of a sudden you got Okada sailing up in the air with his drop kick and he hits him in the air you see that when they could they meet in the air <laughs> that, that, that's ridiculous yeah. AJ does a uh, slingshot um, suplex into the turnbuckle again. Not a slingshot, but you know that one where he slams him into the turnbuckle. The 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 staff suplex into the turnbuckle. Yeah. Then he gets uh, Okada gets a, a vicious neck breaker on AJ, um, and um, they 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 trade forearms very dramatically, kind of slow it down here for a little bit. They. Uh, they put their heads together and, you know, as as if to be like, um, you know, they start facing off again almost. Mm. Then you get a German. Um, AJ goes crazy with forearms. Uh, and then he uh, beats Okada down. I mean, pretty fucking hard. It goes through the rope, comes back, gets drop kicked to hell. Um, <laughs> you see that? Like, he comes off the rope. By the way, by the way, real quickly, the chick's name that's, I think that that's Luke Gallo's wife. That that's uh, the Amber. That's bought okay. the, the sexy chick. All right, enough ass. Go back to the match. <laughs> yeah, there's a um, AJ. Basically, is um, he's he gets some momentum. He goes into the rope. He comes back. It just gets drop kicked into hell. Mm. In now, you um, Okada has the best drop kick in wrestling. That drop kick is fucking ridiculous. AJ's pretty much the same. I mean, he gets those same, like, elevations. Bushi's got a great drop kick also. Those they are the three greatest drop kicks in the game right now. So they have back, they try back and forth. They go back and forth on pile drive attempts. Uh, eventually, uh, AJ gets a pile driver. Is this the tombstone or the pile driver? Yeah, I guess it's the tombstone. Go back and, and then, reverse to the tombstone, yes. Yeah, and then um, he... Um, 
he get he gets a uh, flip splash off the middle of the rope. It doesn't get the pin. Um, then uh, Okada gets sort of like AJ. AJ's up on the top rope. Okada goes up there, puts him in an F five under the ring apron almost. Uh, <laughs> and then AJ comes back in and um, gets drop kicked to hell. He yeah, that's right. AJ comes back and he's like goes up on the top turnbuckle, comes down and gets drop kicked in the face. Okada gets. <laughs> Gets a tombstone, I guess, or a pot. No, it gets a regular pile driver. Regular pile driver, yeah. Yeah. Then he goes for his uh, clothesline. He doesn't get it. AJ Taylor. Clothesline is called the Rainmaker. That's his finishing move. Yeah, that shit is like the Jake the Snake thing that he does before the DDT. That clothesline before hits the DDT. That's the the Rainmaker. Okay. So AJ goes for the Pele kick. It looks like it misses, although it looks like Okada kind of sells it. That he, got he, he missed, but uh, Okada sells it though he got hit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then AJ tries the style clash. Um, it's a crazy sequence of reversals here until Okada finally gets the uh, the Rainmaker and the win. And uh, that's the deal. Because I thought he had hit it. No, you're right. They, he had reversed it. And then he had landed one Rainmaker... And then when he reversed it, then hit the second rainmaker to win the match. To win the match. And um, one thing I want to mention: when when the, the Bullet Club was beating down on Okada outside the ring, I love how the referee went out there and it was like, you know, suck, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, that's it's classic, you know. So you know, it's uh, it was it was a great contest here, man. I, none of the guys look like, you know, it's not like AJ looks like he's done. Like he could easily win in the next meeting that they have. The slogan that the greatest workers in the history of the sport have their best years between the ages of 35 and 40. And I'm going to run off some him. Bret Hart had his biggest run 1997 with the Hart foundation against stone cold. That was when he was 40 years old, 39, 40. Rick Flair in 1989, his feud with Ricky Steamboat and Terry Funk, he was 40 years old. I mean, some of the greatest workers in the history of the, of, of the company had their great... Jimmy Superfly Stucker, when he had his feud with Don Morocco and then Roddy Piper, was 40 years old. Yeah, well, they yeah, and it's true, man. They have a lot of good... Um, that That's where you get your charisma. You know who you are. You know the character that so you're you playing. You already completed yourself. You're a complete worker, promo-wise... Ring psychology, work Stone rate. Cold, man. Every Stone, well, Stone Cold retired in his early 40s. I think Stone Cold was 34, 35 when he took off. Still in that age range, though, Logan. Yeah, you make a good point. Kurt Angle was 35 when he was killing everybody. Yeah. And then even Hulk Hogan. I mean, uh, to some extent, Hulk Hogan was uh, doing doing okay. I think, I, think I don't know. Was a better worker in WCW than he was in the WWF, and that would have been around his forty or fortieth birthday. So they, you make a good point on that as well. He was definitely like uh, more fun to watch as uh, as the heel Hogan, um, and uh, yeah, he, did, he, you know, I, I think overall, you know, Hogan gets a lot of shit, but he was a great. Let me tell you something. He, we will be doing an episode of Hulk Hogan down the line, and we'll show three three matches where he. Where you where where we will prove that he could be a great worker when he wanted to be. That rock match that he did was that's, pretty damn good. Hey, that's going to be one of the matches in his greatest performances. Next yeah. week we're going to talk about one of the greatest workers of all time, a member of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. I mean, this man had success everywhere he went. 
and his career was cut short because of a neck injury in 1993. But from 1975 to 1993, he was one of the five best workers on the planet. We're talking about the man who was known in the WWF as the Million Dollar Man, but just to let you know, Ted DiBiase will be next week's um, focus and spotlight on. All right, man. That's I'm looking forward to that. Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and uh, what was his? Did he have another name that he went by before, or was it just always just plain old Ted DiBiase? Well, and, and, and he never had a nickname till he became the Million Dollar Man. He was a babyface Ted DiBiase. Then he was a member of the Rat Pack with a Skandar Akbar, and Skandar Akbar would call him the Big Cheese. But he wasn't. That wasn't really his nickname. Um, we'll be showing three matches from him. One from the WWF, one from the NWA, probably one from Houston. I want to give a couple of quick uh, – I want to tell the, the listeners out there a couple of things to listen to and a couple of things to order. Um, I recently ordered NWA Classics On Demand. Uh, uh, they got the entire Houston library, and they, they got 50 great matches, and some of the matches we'll be discussing on this show. The New Japan World, all three of these matches we discussed today are on the New Japan World website. And that's only eight dollars a month. Uh, New Japan Classics is nine dollars a month, and, so, and it's well worth it. Podcast, Roddy Piper's podcast, I love it. He's gotten flack recently because he made fun of Stone Cold. You got to hear the episode, Logan, where he has Will Sasso do Stone Cold. You're going to shit your pants. <laughs> yeah, he got fired over that shit. He got kicked off. Um, he got kicked off, but he got he got he got on with another um website, and his podcast still continues. But uh, that's Stone Cold be a little bitch, right? Well, he's getting fucked with again on that podcast, too, because uh, I don't know. I, I forgot what the situation was, but I, I guess he's getting fucked with there, too, somewhere. But uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, this is this is pro wrestling, man. You take yourself seriously. He's like, he, he was upset because they made fun. Will Sasso was making fun of him. Not no, but sure. he also said that it was going to – he says, oh, next week we're going to have Stone Cold on. He doesn't like him being advertised, and then he wasn't going to be on. Well, well he was up, well, what Stone Cold was upset was he didn't show up at WrestleMania, and there was a lot of flack behind that. There was some, there was some initial um, rumblings that him and Vince McMahon were, were, were at odds. And so yeah. they were making fun of Will, Will Sasso, who does a dead-on Stone Cold impersonation. Then they said, oh, uh, it was just great. It was hilarious. Because what they were doing, Logan, was they had Hacksaw Duggan on the phone. And so they were, they were uh, what's that show Ashton Kutcher used to, used to host where, 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 they would, where they would trick you? What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, 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 I know that one. It's, I remember it. It was a stupid so show, they, yeah. They, they, they were pretending that it was Stone Cold and he was busting Hacksaw Duggan's chops. And Hacksaw Duggan took it great like, oh, Stone Cold, leave the beer alone. Stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And then finally, halfway through the episode, Will Sasso said, "Nah, nah, nah, nah. This is Will Sasso. I was just, I was just breaking your balls, Hacksaw." And Stone Cold took it, took it too serious. He took it too serious. All fun and fucking games. But I, I would highly recommend the Roddy Piper podcast because, and you can download this through iTunes. He had a two-part interview with Jake the Snake Roberts. You can't get better radio than that. Jake the Snake breaks down and talks about his father, how his father molested his sisters, how his father had forced him to sleep with his father's girlfriend, 
all, oh my God, it's just all types of shit. Jake Roberts talk about when he was smoking crack in a homeless shelter. It was all, oh, you just, you got to hear it. Got to hear it. Um, Jim Ross's podcast, I highly recommend it. Recently had AJ Styles on it. That's a great precursor to this program. I would have you listen to that before, for this because it gives the history of AJ Styles' career. So there's a lot of great podcasts out there besides ours. Yeah, I just wanted to, to, to shout out. And next week we'll be talking Ted DiBiase. All right, man. Well, uh, everybody. Um... One last thing. One last thing. I want to promote this. Go on YouTube. If you, if you want to see great promos, promos done the right way. I forgot, Logan, and we spoke about this many times, how the greatest heel in the history of professional wrestling was the 1984 Roddy Piper in, in the WWF 1985 Roddy Piper. And he was voted greatest villain of all time on the WWE website. On YouTube, type in Roddy Piper's promos, and they give you year-by-year promos, 1984, 1985, 1986, 1987. The shit he did in 84 and 85 as a heel could never be matched. This shit was ridiculous. I mean, his hype, you know the way he talks. I don't know how he did it. He was just phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, he's awesome. I think uh, his greatest performances, it's going to be promo-based. I don't think we'll fuck with the matches. We'll just review his promos. Well, he had some good matches. I mean, uh, I thought he was... We, we covered about four or five on the greatest matches series. I mean, his his dog collar match with Greg Valentine still one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Yeah, that's that match was just unbelievable. That, and that made its round... I mean, because that I remember that being almost in every video store. Uh, yeah. That, the very first video they had a clip of that of that match. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'll be looking forward to Ted DiBiase, man. And uh, later on, we're going to be talking about boxing. So those of you who are boxing fans, you can check that out. Who are we reviewing again? Tonight we're reviewing Aaron the Hawk Pryor, the greatest junior welterweight of all time. That's our next greatest performance in boxing. Next week, Ted DiBiase, and for you movie fans, Logan, we're going to check out next week. We're going to do the movie show on the Pope of Greenwich Village. What about Tin Man? What's the, sh- what's the what? Didn't you want to do Tin Man? No, forget that. We're going to do Pope of Greenwich Village. I forgot. Oh. I saw this yesterday in my girlfriend's house, and I forgot how great of a movie this was. Mickey <laughs> Roth, phenomenal. And Eric, uh, Eric Roberts, the greatest role of his career. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later, big man. Peace. Go ahead, pop off, me and my click put on. I'm like a young McMahon, I'm here to get your bitch off. Like I'm Rick Flair, little finger to the big balls. Man, AKA police, cause I'm over your head like hip toss. Kill these niggas, that's no problem. Chill, these niggas want no problem. That chopper body like horn swaggle, can't see you shot them like sin car. Roll it up with that shit laugh. It ain't mine if that shit not. Ladies hate when I rip rude, but they in love with this Jake Ride. It's like now, say hello to my Python. I'm seeing punk with that mic, y'all. She go to sleep as my bike bomb. Winning, plus I be hurting feelings. Niggas is Curtis Axe, so my rap is like Kurt and then. And then, don't it? I'm such a charmer. Come crown Vic. Not talking whip, I'm thinking Lawler. Cause I'm royalty, but we talking cars, it's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies, call them Kamala and Umaga. Why the